Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And like I say on every episode, we've got a great show for you today. We got Diamond Dixie coming on. They're doing some really great things. I guess you could say right now they're on fire out there um, from what we've seen. Um, and we're and we're glad to have them on to talk to them a little bit about music, about their life, and see where they're going. So are y'all here? Yeah. yeah. Hey, Chris. Hey. What's up? <laughs> hey. <laughs> pretty good in yourself. And Sandy, are you here? Make sure she's here. I forgot to ask a while ago. Yes, I'm here. Hi, Sandy. Hi. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Hi. I was doing great. Good. <laughs> so, well, thanks so much for having us on the show. Yeah. Um, thanks for being here today. It's our pleasure. Definitely. So definitely. I, always like, I, I always like to start the show out the same way every time at least this hopefully next year i won't have to start out the same way but this year i do as as you know we got the big elephant in the room how has COVID affected you and how are you maneuvering through it yeah so COVID has obviously made it so that we are not playing like any shows especially towards the beginning of the um of the lockdown and everything as places are starting to open back up we are getting booked at some places, but it's still just like a weird dynamic because um, yeah. we're still getting a lot of cancellations, a lot of like postponements and all that stuff. Um, but personally, Gabrielle and I have always done a lot of like work from home. We do online school even before the pandemic. So personally, it really hasn't affected much of our like everyday life routine. But yeah. for music, it's definitely a different yeah. dynamic because now we have to switch everything to live streams and um, more like putting more of an emphasis on social media. Oh, but, yeah. like, as teenage mm-hmm. girls, it's like we love social mm-hmm. media anyway. Yeah, so not like it's not that yeah. difficult, yeah. but just a little bit of a change. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, um, I remember when we first launched the show back in January, our goal, original goal plan was 100 interviews first year. And I thought if we did that, we would be ahead of the crowd because, you know, not many hosts can say they did 100 interviews first year. So I thought we'd be ahead of the crowd with that one. Mm-hmm. And then COVID yeah. happens. And and I told Sandy as, as everything started locking down, I was like, you know, this could be our year to shine. You know, well, yeah, well all of a sudden go. all these artists have, have nothing on their schedule. Well, guess what? We can get on their schedule now. So, so because of that – we bumped it up, and because of that, you, you know, I think we've done 215 shows now. Right. Oh, awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, congratulations. Good on for that. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank And now you. the goal is 300. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Love it. You guys will do it. Yeah. I believe in you. Totally. <laughs> yeah, Deborah, when Deborah Allen was on, she was like, I think y'all hit 365. And, and we've been doing the math, and we're like, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but we will oh, hit 300 <laughs> for sure. <laughs> wow. You can do so, it. Yeah. I believe in you guys. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, so I always you. like to start a little light before we really dig into your story a little bit. Um, so what are some hobbies you all like to do outside of music? Well, we actually live in Florida, so mm-hmm. we like to go to the beach oh, a lot. Um, we grew up surfing because our dad was always, like, a surfer and everything, so he taught us, like, how to surf at a young age. Um, we're just, like, always spending time outside. I yeah, like. outside with friends, family. We're very <laughs> close with our siblings, like, even our parents. So yeah. we're just always around family, friends. 
Um, we have a passion for working out and just living out a healthy lifestyle. And especially Mm -hmm. with the pandemic, Mm -hmm. it just makes it a little bit easier to, like, go out for a walk or do whatever because, I don't know, sitting out in the house, I'm just, I'm getting bored. So we've been doing that a lot. Um, Just really, like, I don't know, enjoying, like, the outdoors. The outdoors. Which it's easy to do in Florida. Oh, yeah. During the summer, it gets kind of hot. So after a while, it's like, okay, all right, I need to go back inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next next year, we're planning on moving to Florida. I mean, not Florida, to Nashville. And you know, we live in Savannah, okay. so we understand about the coast. Okay. And that's okay. gonna be my hardest part is trying to get the coast to um, leave the coast. It's like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely such a lifestyle, like living right. Right by the water. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, but, yeah, it's definitely crazy. But um, so what, what would y'all say is something quirky about you? Something, something quirky. quirky. Cool. I feel like Bianca's just a quirky person in general. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like just in general, like, I'm just a quirky person. It's really funny because a lot of our fans, like, on social media and stuff, they find us kind of hilarious and I'm like uh-huh. honestly we're really not that funny we just make fun of ourselves yeah. um so I feel like <laughs> us like that's just what our personality is so if anything's quirky it's literally just us yeah if that makes any yeah. sense yeah like we're always posting yeah. about like what we're up to and like we get ourselves into the most random situations all the time so like when we do we post it on social media and like we get so many comments like, people are saying, oh, my goodness, you guys are so funny. And we're like, really? Like, we're what? really not. We're just making fun of ourselves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, that, you know, we definitely understand that because I'm in the same banner of that, you know. I make fun of myself, but to Sandy, <laughs> you know, I kind of don't make fun. Of, I guess yeah. on the show sometimes <laughs> I do, but for the most part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So as we get started here, really digging deep, um, tell us a little bit about, about your backstory. You know, kind of take two, three, four minutes to kind of just tell everybody who you are, where you're from, and kind of a brief overview. Yeah, so we're Diamond Dixie. We're a country duo from Orlando, Florida, and we're sisters. Um, we get that question all the time. Like people, even like shows that we play, like the sound guy, he'll meet us when we first get there, and then we'll like – you know, run sound check, all this stuff, and we'll be there for a couple hours, and then he'll come to us and be like, so wait, are you guys sisters or friends or whatever? Like, you know he's been thinking about it this entire time, and, like, a lot of our fans do that. It's actually really funny. Um, So, yes, we are sisters. We're two years apart. I'm the oldest, and Bianca's the younger sister. And so how we kind of got our start was I remember we both started playing guitar. Um, How old were we? I was eight and you were 10, 10 years old. Our dad always played guitar and he, when he was in Mm -hmm. college and even high school, he was in like a rock, like a garage, like rock band and stuff. And his taste of music was like classic rock. Um, So we kind of, kind of grew up on like Zeppelin and Aerosmith and all that stuff. Um, But our mom doesn't like that music. So their compromise (laughs) was country music. So that's also what we grew up on. Um, But that being said, our dad taught us guitar at a young age, and then I remember a year after we played, like, a year after we started playing guitar, I signed Mm -hmm. up for my elementary school's talent show, 
I don't know why, because I have never sung in front of people before at the time. And I was even like, I was such a shy kid growing up. I didn't like presenting in front of the class and all that stuff. So. I think what it was was because Hannah Montana had come out. Yes. And we were obsessed with that show. Obsessed with Hannah Montana. So I auditioned for the elementary school's talent show. And, of course, like I made it through to the actual show. And my dad mm. accompanied me on guitar. And we both sung and played Ready, Set, Don't Go by Miley and Billy Ray Cyrus. And so, oh, well. naturally, we just, we killed the show, and, <laughs> and when I got off stage, I remember looking at my dad saying, oh my gosh, that was so much fun, like, I want to keep doing that, like, I want to do more of that. So, Bianca being the younger sister, she just kind of tagged along, yeah. um, and then ever since then, we have been playing festivals, church festivals, school events, like, all that stuff, and then around, how old were we? Maybe, like, high school? I think I was a freshman in high school. So a couple years later, uh, that's when Bianca and I started going to Nashville and really pursuing this full-time. I mean, we were still students at the time Mm -hmm. and still are students, but pursuing music full-time, going back and forth to Nashville, um, doing all that kind of stuff. Like working on original music and releasing that to fans. Yeah. Working on building our fan base on social media, too. Definitely. So we're on the road right now driving through Georgia um, on our way Uh, back from Nashville. We get it. So, yes. yeah, and the cellular is getting a little weak in some parts of Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I understand <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> so at what age, you know, a lot of people always ask, you know, what, when did you know you want to do music? I like to go a little deeper than that. When did you kind of look in the mirror and say, wow, I could make a career out of this? What was that moment? I'm trying to think. Let me think. Oh, we played the House of Blues in Orlando, Florida for the first time in 2016. I think so, And yeah. I think that was the first big event that we did. And it was, I think it was, like, I remember preparing for that show and just thinking, like, wow, we can be doing this, like, all the time. Huh. Um, so I think yeah. it was in that moment. And ever since then, we've actually gone back to the House of Blues in Orlando uh, five other times. Yeah. So we've definitely become mm-hmm. best friends. <laughs> people there um but yeah i think that was the moment yeah after playing that show we definitely got like almost like an instant high we're like oh my goodness that was so oh yeah fun. yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> now as y'all are chasing this dream as you know a lot of people they see the glory of like a Blake Shelton, Miranda, Carrie, and all of them, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifices, the tears that it takes, not just to get to their level, but to any career level within music. And I always like to talk about that side of it because I think that nobody talks about it enough. You know, you just don't hear about oh, yeah. the struggle side. Or, and I'm going to tell a quick story that will help guide us into where this I want this to go, and then we'll talk about that. Back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls, and at that time, they were full-time in music. I asked Allison, what advice would you give an up-and-coming artist? And I'll never forget what she said. She said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and keep music as a hobby. She goes, because the moment you want it to be a career, your life is never your own. Your friends and relatives never understand it. They invite you to weekends, to holidays, to weddings. But you, you're, especially at the beginning, you're gigging, you're grinding. And they don't get that because they live a different type of lifestyle. They have weekends off. You don't. They have holidays off. You don't. 
and you can't just say no to, to a booking. And if you already got it booked, you for sure can't say no because you sure don't, you can't get a bad name there. Um, so they never understand. Then then your family has to sacrifice around you, not just you you the artist. And then on top of that, there's days that you just feel miserable. But you got to get on that stage and smile like you know what, you're having the best time ever, even if you got the flu. <laughs> but then oh, she yeah. added. But then she added, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because that's the only way those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's talk about that. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. And there's definitely so many moments where um, where people don't really understand, like, the grind behind it because they're only seeing what you're posting. Mm-hmm. So obviously you're going to be yeah. posting all your highlights and, like, all the good things and, like, all your performances and everything. But what people don't see is, like, you're constantly working on new music. You're constantly, like, strategizing, like, how to release your new songs. Um just like all like the little things that you're like constantly working on like every day like mm-hmm. people don't there's definitely mm-hmm. like a drop that like you need to be really consistent with and yeah, yeah. oh yeah definitely because, you know, I always like to talk about that because I, I just think that, like you said, people don't see that side of it. And nobody really t- – it's almost like a taboo subject out there. But I think that fans need to hear that, what, what really goes on. And artists who are thinking about taking this path, they really need to know what they're in for. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I agree. <clears throat> so – Let's flip the script the other way now. Uh, as we talked about the little sacrifice side, what are some moments where, when y'all you look back and you're like, "Wow, I got to do that," or "We got to do that." I'm trying to think. House of Blues was definitely one of those moments, but another mm. moment was probably we got to open up for Darius Rucker one time, which is really fun. That was really really fun. Um, and then we also, uh, we played this festival called Runaway Country, which now it's Country Thunder yeah. in, um, like Kissimmee, Florida. Um, and this was a couple years ago. And so we got to play at the festival. We were playing the same stage as Neil McCoy. And so later on in the oh, night, wow. when he got off stage, he called us up to play a song with him. Oh, we're like, that was just so cool. So yeah. yeah, that was just another one of those. Yeah. There's definitely been lots of those moments. Oh that's cool. So we're gonna take a quick commercial break and then we're gonna come back and play your song without your love and talk about that. How's that sound? All right, sounds good. All right, hang on the line. Hey everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports. 
personal experience song or tell us how the song came about <laughs> kind of like kind of okay so <laughs> basically it's really funny when we wrote this song because we were actually in a time crunch at the time when we wrote it yeah. because we had a recording session scheduled in Nashville and we didn't have a song to record at all like yeah. we really procrastinated this so bad huh. um and we literally mm-hmm. I don't know when we had to leave for Nashville this was sometime last year like beginning of last year in 2019 um I remember I was going to bed it was like 11 o'clock at night and I really like to get to bed early so I was not messing around and Bianca (laughs) was like hey so I'm just randomly feeling inspired let's write a song and I'm like Bianca I think it was 10 o'clock at night was it yeah and then I went to bed at 11 anyways whatever regardless it was late it was past my bedtime um and so I'm like why are you doing this to me but sure let's do it 
so we sat down for a couple minutes. Nothing was really happening. We couldn't get anything down. Um, so I was like, let's forget this. We'll write it in the morning. This is two weeks before we were planning on <laughs> driving to Nashville. Um, yeah. For the recording session that we didn't have an original song okay. for. Yeah. Um, so it's a great situation. And so I went to bed. As I was, like, closing my eyes, I came up with the... And I was like, wait, that's kind of cool. So I was just, like, thinking to myself, like, okay, let's just see if we can, like, think of lyrics. And I did. And so I walked right back into our little music room where Bianca was. And I was like, give me the guitar. I played the chorus, like, completely through. And she's like, wait, that's good. Let's go with that. And so we literally wrote the song within, like, 20 minutes. If not... It was um, so fast, so quickly, and honestly, it's a godsend that we were able to write it because <laughs> we don't really, I don't know, do we do good under pressure? Apparently we do. I guess so. I guess we do. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's how that was written. Yeah. But it's kind of personal experience. I know a lot of my girls out there that are listening have definitely experienced bad, like, not bad dates, but just not great ones. Um, mm. And, like, guys that are just a little not awesome, I guess. So it's just kind of like a population of all of those dates that I've experienced. Yeah. We just kind of put them all into one song. Put it all into one song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. And and don't and y'all have a new song coming out. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, I don't have it, of course, because it ain't released yet, but tell us a little bit about the new song. Yes, we're really excited because it's a song that we wrote with our good friends in Nashville. And it's basically a song about, um, like, okay, so it's it's something that we wanted to write, like, a fictional story about. Because when you're in a writing session, mm-hmm. you have so many different things to write about. Yeah. So it's like, you need to start somewhere. And we're like, how fun would it be if we just kind of, like, made up our own story? Like, made it, like, a really, like, detailed story and everything, but it doesn't necessarily have to be true for us. So that's exactly what we did. And this song is basically about karma. It's about this one girl dating a guy. Turns out he was cheating on her with another girl. And then months down the road, he hits up the first girl again. And she finds out that he got cheated on by the girl that he cheated with. So it's a, it's a fun little story. It's a fun little story. <laughs> but yeah, so this song's called... This song's called I Think It's Funny, and it'll be out. It'll be available September 25th, yes. which we're super excited about. So excited. <laughs> that sounds like awesome. a Lifetime movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. We're very, <laughs> we like, I don't know, we kind of like drama. Not that we yeah. like it, but it's fun to put in songs. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, Absolutely. Gonna say. Makes, we like to keep things inter- interesting. interesting. There we go. Our music. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> So one thing I like to do on our show is, as you know, a lot of fans, they see the artist, but they don't see the team behind them. And I don't think the team gets enough love, to be honest with you, from the PR people to managers to producers to whoever. And we both know that it takes a team, a village, to make a music business work. So if you want to take oh, a yeah. few minutes to just tell us about the team that makes you who you are. Yeah, so we have um... – our PR gals in Nashville, Shelly and Sarah, which we love so much. Yeah, love from them. Yes. Um, we've worked with so many different producers in the past, from Grady Saxman to Joe um, Carroll. Joe Carroll and Warm Audio. Yes. We we love working with these guys, and for the for the most part, we've never 
we've never been under management. We've always been like self managed. Yeah. Um, we're mm-hmm. independent. So mm-hmm. when it comes to like the management side of things, it's just been Gabrielle and I. Yeah. Um, working with each other. But even our parents too. They definitely have helped manage yes. what Diamond Dixie is and what it's become today. Yeah. And then like photographers and videographers, we have a lot of great friends like in Orlando and in Nashville. Um, that we mm-hmm. work with, Gordon Harrigan, oh, yeah. um, Matt, Alexson, yeah, and also uh, Kyle Stalling. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, <clears throat> so tell us a parents, you know, you mentioned your parents in this one, and I love to go here, too. Tell us a st- parent story, and you probably got a thousand of these, so just think of one that stands out, where your parents did something above and beyond for your music career, and you're like, wow, they really get this is our passion. Honestly, just, and I don't know if this is the answer you're looking for, literally everything. Because <laughs> they come to every <laughs> single show. Like, our dad runs sound at just about every single show where we have to provide oh, wow. sound. Our mom runs merch, like our merchandise every single show um so they just put so much time and effort into this and they always have and we've been doing this for about 12 years now so they've Mm -hmm. put in all of that for about 12 years that is incredible and we're so incredibly thankful for them yeah i was gonna say there's not really one specific time but it's just like over the years they've just always like been so supportive and we're so grateful for that Mm -hmm. so it's a full family business now huh and I, I love that yeah. when we can go there because we, you know, we consider our show a family affair. We have an eight-year-old that we bring on who's kind of a co-host, we call, to ask oh, one yeah, question. Yeah. So San, Sandy's going to get him on real quick to ask his yes, question. Yes, I'll go get it. <laughs> and then um, we can he, – he loves this part. And you know what? We got – 18 month old daughter when she gets older she don't know it yet but she's going to definitely be on the show too <laughs> oh, I love that I love that alright here's Christopher with his question hi Diamond Dixie what's your favorite food ooh favorite food I consider myself a Mexican food connoisseur <laughs> I love Mexican <laughs> food so much yes I I can honestly say Mexican food is definitely up there, but I would probably say Thai food. Ooh, Thai's good, too. Thai food is really good. good. Yeah. I really like rice, just in general. <laughs> rice. Yeah, you do. <laughs> what about your favorite food? Pizza. I was going to say, I was going to gap yours with pizza. I like pizza, too. You cannot go wrong with good pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Why, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he loves pizza. He could eat it if we if we fed him all day long. He'd eat it. Obviously, oh yes, loves it. Probably not good for me, <laughs> but you know I could too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if y'all could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you want to write about? Ooh, I know what my answer would be. I don't know if yours is the same. Miranda Lambert. I was thinking that. And I would write some kind of, like, just the typical Miranda Lambert song where it's, like, mm-hmm. like not grunge, not grunge, like, but just very <laughs> edgy. Yeah. Um, we'd probably yeah. write about a breakup. I don't know. I feel like 
We grew up listening to Brian Lambert, so she and she's just one of our inspirations. And I, I love her so much, and her writing style is amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, and I feel like our yeah. sound has definitely she has influenced our sound. I For feel sure. like so she's definitely my choice. I don't know if you have a different one. <laughs> As you're saying that, I'm agreeing like 100 percent with you. So oh, amazing, amazing. <laughs> so staying with songwriting type stuff, um, what's a song out there that you've heard? And there's probably a thousand answers to this one. Just think of something that comes to mind. But um, a song that you've heard that you thought, I wish I wrote that. Ooh, there's been so many moments where I'm listening to a song and I'm like, I wish I wrote that. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely so many answers to that question. But my personal answer would probably be Tacoma. By Caitlin Smith. Yes. If y'all have not heard that song, it gives me chills every time I hear it. I have chills just thinking about it. It is such a good song. I wish I wrote that song. Yep. It's so good. It's so good. I love that. So, um, what song of y'all's means the most and why that y'all have done so far? I would say probably Limitless. It's a song that we wrote with our friend in Nashville, Bailey Engel, and it was a song, how old were we? I think we were 17. Cause in the I think you were 17, yeah, I was yeah. 19. Yeah, so this was like the end of our high school years, you know, where it's just you're trying to find yourself, you don't really know, like, um, it's just like an uncertain time, I guess, for anyone, but I feel like mostly girls can relate to that, too. Um and we wanted to write a song that a lot of girls could relate to where there's just a lot of people that will just always pick on you and everything, and especially following a dream. Um, there's a lot of people that don't believe in you and a lot of people that say, like, oh, you can't do this, you're not good enough to be doing what you want to do and everything. Um, but you just have to know personally that if you believe, like, fully in yourself, then you're going to be limitless. So that's why we wrote the song, and I feel like that's the song that definitely means the most to us. Yeah, I definitely get what you're saying that with people that don't believe, you know, even with our show, it's funny. All of our Nashville friends love what we do. People locally, mm-hmm. though, on the other hand, like why? Because they know right now the show doesn't make money yet. You know, that's coming right. down the road. They don't They don't understand you have to build the brand first. You have to build the, right, exactly. the audience. You have, you have to build everything before money comes. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. it comes, it could come fast, and it may not, but it but either way, it'll come down the road, and we know that, and we're putting everything into this. And there are people that we know that say, well, well, it's stupid to be doing something that don't make you money, even if it even if it's make even if it's fun to do. And we're like, yeah, it's fun to do, but there's a lot of work of what we do. <laughs> um, yes, a lot of behind the scenes that people don't see. I mean, there are many times Sandy and I will be driving around, and and we're still emailing people back and forth, trying to set times and trying to oh, set dates. You know trying to look up more people and you know so it's like a yeah. never-ending thing and people don't get that <laughs> oh yeah yeah there's definitely so much preparation like beforehand like before even like seeing like mm-hmm. immediate success you know it's like there's so much grinding that you have to do beforehand that people that's like the stage where yeah people just like won't believe in you or ask you like oh why are you even doing this if you're not even seeing like any like success or whatever but like if you stay consistent with it, and if you know that's what you love doing, then, like, keep going for it because you'll eventually see it down the road. Oh, yeah. Yep. And what we finally so the cool thing is people, some people we know are finally turning their heads because of the people we're having on now. 
So <laughs> yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Taking a lot of work, but we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. There so this past February <clears throat> made the five-year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story because I want artists to think about that question before I ask them because back when we asked her that question, the answer she gave us is almost to the T of what she's living right now. I mean, so she knew where she was going. I mean, she had that vision clear. She knew every little piece that she wanted. So knowing that, where do y'all want to be in five years? That's a really good question. Honestly, I would love for us to be at the level where we're touring nationally and hopefully internationally, um, creating, not creating, that's not the word I'm looking for, um, (laughs) like, I guess creating, like, a a revenue for ourselves and Diamond Dixie Mm -hmm. as a business and growing our fan base, um, like, being able to, like, have our music supporting us. Definitely, yeah. While touring and, like, building that fan base and everything. Yeah. It's like a larger scale of what we're doing now. Right. Yeah. I love that. Um, so let's say that you can you look ten years down the road and you're a success, whatever le- whatever that looks like, y'all are on top. If who you are now could meet your future self, what would you tell her? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't think I've ever gotten that question. I need to think about it. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, so if I were to meet like my future self. Honestly, I think I'd be speechless. I'd be like, wow, you did good for yourself. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know that the – okay, so I'm going to take that question and kind of put it in reverse. What my future self would tell me is just, you know, keep keep at it, keep going. Yeah. Um, just kind of follow what you love doing. doing. What you love doing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, follow your heart. And see, to be honest with you, the purpose of that question, why I always ask that is, you know, everybody asks, what would you tell your past self? You know, so I want to be different, first off. So nobody asks, what would you tell tell your future self? But another reason I ask that question is to see where where their artist's heads are, because a lot of times we'll get answers like, when, when they really think about it, they say, remember who you are. Remember Remember where I am right now. You know, yeah. remember these moments and things like that because cause the purpose of that question is to get artists that whenever they answer that question, it makes them remember now. Because whatever right. the answer is for the question, you should be living that right now if you're going to get there. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's a great answer. <clears throat> so if you had a friend of yours, let's say, and let's say they you've heard him or her sing, and they were really great. They had that it factor. But they've played maybe 40, 50 shows, so they're still getting their feet wet when it comes to performance. And let's say that um, they've gotten on stage and got what every artist says, that stage bug, and they just looked over the crowd, the crowd's roaring, and they just know that they're in the right place. And they come to y'all, and they say, I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? Honestly, just be consistent. Because yeah. you're definitely going to hit different, like, points in your life where it's like, man, I'm not feeling like going out there. Like, I 
you know, sometimes you pick up on the wrong side of the bed, and, like, I know a lot of us girls out there, like, we can't find an outfit even though we have a closet full of clothes, and it gets us in a mood. And, you know, whatever the situation might be, you might be in a bad mm-hmm. mood, whatever, like, just push through that. Um, go out, play the show, and be consistent in that, because if you keep doing that for five years or however many years, then when you look back, it's like, wow, I'm glad I did that because it got me to where I am now, yeah. you know? Yeah. You 
want to be ready for it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Well, thank you for being here. And we look forward to having you back down the road. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Thank you guys so much. All right, thanks. thanks. Bye. Bye. All right, bye.